The text today is this passage of Scripture from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. And the title of the sermon today is Touching the Untouchable. Touching the Untouchable. This man was a leper. And it always breaks my heart when we encounter a scripture where we don't know a person's name. That they're only known by their problem and not their name, who they really, really are. And yet that's exactly what takes place in the scripture. We are introduced to a man and we are told that he's simply a leper. He has leprosy. And, and uh, scholars tell us that leprosy could mean any number of different persistent skin problems uh, back in Jesus' day. Uh, but it could be that uh, this leprosy is referring to what we would now call Hansen's disease. And, and I don't know a lot about Hansen's disease. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Y'all remember that commercial? I, I used that joke last week and nobody got it because they didn't know the Holiday Inn commercial. But uh, we, we don't know anything about this man, but if he had Hansen's disease, what, I, what little I know about that disease is it's not the itching that's the problem. I, I, when I think of skin diseases, I think of just itching. Uh, but w the problem with Hansen's disease, I'm told, is that you can actually begin to experience numbness in your extremities, in your fingers, in your toes. And so the danger would be that you could hurt yourself and you wouldn't know it because you can't feel uh, through your fingers and your toes. And so uh, maybe that's what's going on with this man. All we know is that this man was a leper and that this man had leprosy. And yet, we're told that he comes to Jesus. I find it interesting that this man would come to Jesus because as Miss Kathy shared with the children in our children's message this morning, uh, people with leprosy were oftentimes isolated from the, the larger community. It was because people were afraid that, that maybe whatever it is that you have is contagious and that I might get it too. And, and there was also this concern about, well, if you're sick, if you're unclean, that makes you ritually unpure. And, and if you're ritually impure and you get around me, then I could become ritually impure. And so th this guy was likely abandoned by his family. He was likely abandoned by his community. He was likely out in the outskirts of town and the only people that he ever saw or had contact with were other sick people. Other ostracized people, other impure people. And yet, this guy has the faith, this guy has the tenacity that he is willing to violate all of the laws that regulated ritual purity, uh, all of the ideas that people had that you can't associate with quote unquote normal people. He's willing to risk all of that and violate those things so that he can come and he can see Jesus. And I'm wondering, what possessed this guy to do that? I mean, what, what caused him to take these risks and come to Jesus? And I'm guessing, desperation. I mean, we've all, in a moment of desperation, probably found ourselves doing things that we would not have otherwise done. 
we may have found ourselves in a moment of desperation doing things that we know we should not have done. And so I'm guessing this guy thought, why not? I'm at the end of my rope. I've already been cast aside and abandoned by my family and my friends. I'm already living a pathetic existence of a life. Why not go to Jesus? Why not see if this man has the power and the grace to heal me, to cleanse me? And so the Gospel writer says that he comes to Jesus and he bows down before Him and he says, If you choose, you can make me clean. Now, I don't know how you hear that phrase, if you choose, but when I hear that phrase, it sounds like a haunting phrase. It sounds to me like a phrase that a man would use who has already identified other people in and around town and throughout his life that he thought could and would heal him. And he'd gone to those people and he had sought to be cleansed and he had sought to be healed. And those people, for whatever reason, refused to heal him. And so with this man, when he says, if you choose, it sounds to me like it's a man that's been hurt. It's a man who's been disappointed time and time again. And he's hoping that Jesus will be different. That Jesus will be willing to do what others were unwilling to do. And it's really interesting that he says, if you choose, instead of if you are able. It's because he already believes that Jesus is able. The question in his mind is not whether Jesus is able to cleanse him. It's not whether Jesus is able uh, to heal him. If he has any doubts at all, it sounds to me like the, only, the doubt would be, will you heal me, Jesus? And so he goes to Jesus and he says, if you choose, you can be, I can be healed and healed cleansed and then we're told that Jesus reached out and touched the leper now, now don't lose sight of that in the story it's pretty incredible actually that it happens because uh, Jesus didn't have to touch the man in order to cleanse him he didn't have to touch the man in order to heal him there are all sorts of stories in the gospel where Jesus uh, when he was in close proximity to somebody, just simply spoke a word and they were healed or they were cleansed. And, and there are even stories in the Bible where Jesus wasn't in the same geographical location with people, and yet he could heal people from a distance. And so in this story, Jesus could have done the same. He could have just spoken a word. He could have just um, healed him from a distance. And yet we're told that Jesus actually touched the man. And why is it that he touched the man? He didn't have to do it. It's almost as if the reason why Jesus touched this man is because he was going to heal and cleanse him on a couple of different levels. On the one hand, he wanted to heal and cleanse him from the leprosy that he had been plagued with for however long. But on the other hand, it seems that he also wants to heal and cleanse this man from his isolation, from his aloneness, from his loneliness. Jesus is, 
apparently trying to do two different things in this miracle story. And so we're told Jesus touches him, and then Jesus says, I do choose. You have been made clean. Can you imagine hearing those words? If you've ever prayed for a miracle, if you've ever been suffering with a sickness or a disease, and, and, and you just prayed and you prayed and you prayed, and, 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 and somehow, some way, healing occurred as a result of your faithful prayers. You know how that makes you feel, that Jesus heard the burdens and the, and the hurts of your heart and responded in a wonderful way. Can you imagine how this leper must have felt. And then as Miss Kathy talked about in her children's sermon, Jesus told the man to, to go and to not tell anybody, but instead to go to the priest so that he could be pronounced clean by the priest. And I've often wondered why in the world did, did, did Jesus tell him that? And if this has been the only time that that ever happened in Scripture, we might say, well, there was probably something unique to this situation or this moment in time or, or what Jesus had planned for the immediate future. And that's why he told this man that he shouldn't go tell anybody except the priest. And yet, again, if you look at all the Gospels, you'll see that there are other stories where Jesus says the same thing. He, he does something uh, for someone, and then He says, but I don't want you to tell anybody about it. And because that is the case, because this happens more than once in the Scripture, it's almost as if Jesus is just trying to say, hey, uh, what I've done for you, I, I did for you because I wanted to. But I don't want you to go and tell everybody about it because that might detract or distract people from my greater purpose, my greater calling for coming to earth. And that is to bridge the gap that sin has created between humanity and God. To, to bring uh, people back together so that they can be in the presence of God. Yes, I wanted to heal you. Yes, I wanted to cleanse you. And yes, I did it because I, I, I love you. But there's a greater purpose that might get lost if all people are hearing about and talking about is what I did for you personally. And so Jesus asks him not to tell anybody. And so this leper listens to Jesus about like you and I listen to Jesus sometimes. You, you know, we know what Jesus wants us to do. We know what Jesus would have us to be and say. And, and then we choose not to do it. Well, here in this case, this, this leper who has been cleansed and healed runs off and tells everybody that he sees exactly what Jesus has done. And it is, creates such a commotion and such a distraction that Mark says in his gospel that Jesus couldn't even go into the towns and cities anymore because of all of the uproar that this healing had created. And instead, Jesus had to remain out in the rural areas. This... Uh, scripture lesson this morning is a part of a larger sermon series that I've been preaching on on the last several weeks that we're entitling Love Beyond Reason. And the whole idea of this sermon series is that most of us know with our heads that God loves us, but somehow we've got to get that from our head and make sure that it lodges deep in our guts. 
You know, in the scripture, it said that when Jesus heard the man saying, if you choose, he had pity for Jesus. And Jesus, it says Jesus had pity for the man. And, and we don't get a, a, a glimpse into Jesus' emotional insights very often in Scripture, but, but that phrase pity literally means deep down in the gut, which they believed was the seat of all emotions. You and I would say it differently today. We would say Jesus was moved with pity deep in His heart. And that's where we want the love of God that we know with our head also to dwell is deep in our hearts. And I think the way that this particular passage of Scripture speaks to that love, that love that is beyond reason that God has for us, is in this story, Jesus is willing to go and touch people that the world has deemed untouchable. Jesus is willing to get close enough to them to touch them. Jesus is willing to get close enough to people that have been labeled untouchable that uh, He can observe their pain. And perhaps the point of this story is, is that like Jesus, you and I have to be willing to get close enough to the people that the world, for whatever reason, is deemed untouchable, uh, that we can observe their pain, that we can touch them. Because it's only when we allow ourselves to get that close that they will be able to see the love of God that loves them beyond reason. The love of God that God longs for them to experience deep in their heart. I couldn't help but think about this as I was reading this text and preparing my message for uh, this week. Um, there's a man in our community, his name was Brad Blomgren. Uh, Brad began to become aware that there were women and children experiencing homelessness here in Murfreesboro. And that they were very vulnerable living on the streets day after day and night after night. Brad allowed himself to actually get close enough to people that many would find untouchable. And he was willing to touch them. And he was willing to get close enough to observe their pain. And because he was willing to do that, he began a ministry here in our community called Way of Hope. Uh, and so every single day, Brad and a group of volunteers would go drive a van around and pick up sometimes up to 45 women and children right here in our community. And each night would take them to churches all over our community, one of which was St. Mark's United Methodist Church, so that these women and these children could have a safe and comfortable place to sleep, to shower, 
and to eat. He was willing to get close enough to them. People that the world often deemed as untouchable so that they could see the love of God. One week ago today, Brad Blomgren died at the age of 55 years of age as a result of complications from COVID-19. But the legacy that he left behind mirrors, I think, the point of this passage. We who have experienced the love of God have to be willing to get close enough to the people that so many people think are untouchable. And appropriately offer them the healing touch of Jesus. Being close enough to observe their plight, their pain. So that they are close enough to us. To witness and experience the great, great love of God. How might God be calling us? To pick up a torch like the one that Brad was willing to carry. To communicate God's love in our community and our world.